0: Hello and welcome to 100 Steps to Drag, the podcast where I sit with different drag artists and ask them, how the hell did you get where you are? My name is Natasha Hundreds, it's episode number one y'all, and I'm super thrilled to have Oh my gosh, my sister as my first guest. She is not only just a drag queen superstar, but she's also a wig stylist. She is an actress. She's done theater. You can catch her on HBO. Oh my God, please welcome Joe Lopez. Yay. Uh, no, 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 no.
1: You make me feel so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Just saying all those nice things. Thank you so much. No, I mean, girl, it's all true. Are you not on HBO? I am. I am. It was the talented part that I took people uh, <laughs> No, it's everything else. But <laughs> <Okay. bad. laughs> thank you for accepting and letting me force you to do this.
0: Oh my God. Thank you for having me as your first person. Girl, nobody can see this, but you're actually tied in the chair, you guys. cuffs. <laughs> and cuffs. So she's she has no choice. She no. has no choice but to do this. But Joe, for the people that don't know, how did you get started in drag? How was your first
1: time in drag? Oh, my first time in drag was in 2017. I um I used to go to remember Velvet Lounge. Mm-hmm. I used to go to Velvet Lounge for karaoke all the time. Santa Ana, yeah. yeah, yeah, Santana, Santana, Santana. Santana. Um, <laughs> and oh, I loved going to karaoke there with my friend Cheyenne, and we and there was always like a drag hostess, and sometimes it was Big D, but I got mm-hmm. really close to um, Mahalia. Oh yeah, Mahalia, I love her. I love her too. She's like everybody's aunt. You know yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> um, and she. She was hosting the Velvet, the karaoke, and I was, we were chatting and getting along, and then a couple weeks later, she was like, hey, I'm part of this, she's part of the Imperial Court, Mm -hmm. she was like, I'm part of this court system that you basically fundraises for different organizations, and we put on events, and we're putting on an event where we take boys who don't usually do drag and put them in drag, and then... Mm -hmm we you know raise money for the community and i think this one was like for veterans or something Oh, like that. nice and she was like we would you be down and i was like yeah sure why, why not? not yeah I anything else. so i went and did it and i think it was anya nuts who painted me and um mia farrow was there and it was in this like random little like multi-purpose room in somewhere in the middle of anaheim <laughs> um and I had like two friends show up to come support like, me, yeah. and and I had no body on. I think I had some random bodysuit. a body queen. I was gonna ask, what did you wear? Literally, it was like a, it was like a zebra pint I can't wait to find the picture of you. It was Uh-oh. so fucking sad. It was like a zebra print um, bodysuit that was Mahalia's. I had like a bra that I had just gone to Ross that morning and Uh-oh. bought, not even stuffed or padded, so it was all. Lumpy <laughs> <Wonky. shit. Yes. laughs> I had no butt, so it was just my plain little boy uh, you could see my little boxer briefs underneath. I can't. I cannot wait to see this picture. It was the <laughs> wave was all flat, but my face was beautiful. Thank yeah. you, Anya. Yep. Thank you, Anya. Yeah. Shout out to Anya Nuts. <laughs> but man was it and I did Let's Get Loud by Jennifer Lopez. Of course. Of and course. it was a lot of fun. It was the best time and we raised money. And then shortly after that I started, you know, going to the different clubs and bars, hamburger Marys, mm. you know. Velvet still, executive suite in Long Beach, and I started realizing that this was people's jobs, and I was like, "Whoa, that's a job. I wonder if I can make that work." And after a few years of a lot of hard work, I made it work. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of glue sticks later. <laughs> okay, a lot of glue sticks later. A lot of shifts at the Olive Garden. Oh my a lot god! Of at the a <laughs> yeah. of the Olive Garden. Yeah. The Olive Garden. Cheers.
0: Did you have, like, an aha moment that, like, oh, I want to do this full time? Because I feel like that's a misconception that people, like, oh, they put you in drag and you're, like, all of a sudden have this realization that that's what you want to do. Mm. Like, how did you come up with, like, that, like,
1: oh, I want to do this? I Honestly, I know it's, like, a, a generalization, but that's actually very true for me. They put me in it, and I had so much fun out there that I remember thinking after going home, like, whoa that was more fun than I've had in a really long time. And I was, I was doing a lot of theater at the time and, um, which I was very lucky to be able to do and I was doing quite well, but it was like, I wasn't having fun anymore Mm -hmm. and it felt like work. And I was like, ah, this, this is a lot of work to not be a lot of fun. So I, so I, I honestly think it really was that moment for me that went right after I did it. And I saw people having fun with me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That I was like, this is, if this is something I can do, I'm going to do it.
0: Yeah, it's important to have fun at work. Yeah, and especially in drag, sometimes can feel like work too. Like oh, it has happened to me all the so time, many
1: times. all the time. But you know what? It's like the way I describe is that It's always the getting in it, and the you know getting to the bar and getting dressed and putting on the nails and making mm-hmm. sure the wig's down and you know what I mean. All that stuff is not my favorite part. Yeah, it, but but like as much anxiety as I do experience right before you about to go on stage. (laughs) um, It's, there's nothing like being out there. You know what I mean? There's nothing like being a drag queen. It's so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It is wild. It is, it's indescribable, but it's, it's that feeling that happens, you know, during that, whatever, two and a half minutes to seven and a half minutes that I'm out there that I'm like, this is like pure, fun yeah you know and don't get me wrong sometimes there are crowds that make you work a little harder than Mm, others and sometimes there are crowds that really don't have anyone in the audience to even make you work (laughs) hard so you know like you know and there's there's a lot of those times where there's nobody there or you know it seems like nobody wants to be there but then i kind of take it upon myself to you know if they're I'm going to extend the invitation for them to have fun with me. And Mm -hmm. if they choose not to take it, that's totally on them.
0: Yeah. And just have fun on your own. Completely. Yeah. Worst case scenario, just have fun on your own. Exactly. Worst case scenario,
1: I am in my bedroom as a teenager having a party, you know?
0: Did you ever do that? Like dress up with your mom's clothing? Oh,
1: yes. When I was a kid, I had all the dress up clothes. My mom (laughs) would take me to the Goodwill. Oh, really? And we would buy dresses and bathing suits. For
0: you? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. We would be able to check. My mom
1: knew I was a flaming homosexual. (laughs) But we would be at the the checkout and the lady at the counter would be like scanning everything and I'd be so nervous that the lady would like know that these were for me. So I would turn to my mom and be like, isn't isn't my sister gonna love her new outfits? <laughs> and my mom's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. Oh my
0: god, I love that. Yeah, yeah I used to on
1: concerts that. in my room. I used to put on concerts for my mom. I was really obsessed with WWE for a long time. Mm. So I would like pretend I was a WWE diva, and <laughs> I would wrestle my imaginary, like you know, I, I love like, that. Hey, oh I probably god. looked like the craziest fucking kid all in the on world. Her own, yeah. okay. <laughs> Narrating what's happening like an announcer Ah, while I'm fighting. How cute! Oh
0: my god! I never did anything like that. The only thing that I would do, so I pretend I was in the show Charmed. I (laughs) pretend I was one of the sisters when I was a kid. Would
1: you like play house as that?
0: Yeah, I would just pretend like reenact the episodes as me as one of the sisters. I was obviously Phoebe. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Totally. Yeah. I did the same thing, dude. Like. Um, that Whitney Houston Cinderella. I would pretend that mm. was Brandy. <laughs> yeah, I would wear like a giant one of my mom's giant old shirts and like yeah. carry a box of shoes around, like I just gone shopping around the village. Oh, yeah. All these things that form us. Is okay, we should have known then.
0: I know, right? And then they're surprised when we come out. Okay, and I'm like, girl, I've been trying to tell you for the last sixteen years. Like- okay,
1: I was just thinking the other day. I was like, oh man for a long time I used to go man it would be so much easier to be straight but honestly it may be quote unquote easier or whatever but how boring
0: how yeah. sad
1: imagine going to an Aunt Sharon concert and have fun I had to really think of who you just said because it's not like you said Aunt Sharon <laughs> I mean Aunt Sharon Aunt Sharon you know,
0: you know. no I Same could not man. imagine going to an Aunt no. Sharon concert I could not. or to Aunt Sharon's house <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god i will include subtitles yes please put like a show notes thing oh with her, you know, with the transcription. <laughs> oh my god the language barrier okay let's get a little bit into like your acting because you went to school for acting
1: yeah how did you decide that you wanted to do that um so i was in middle school when i first found it and i really i was obsessed with being a teacher so i was always you know being a teacher's assistant as my mm. elective and then my stepmom was like you need to pick something new. you need to explore things so i said okay fine actually it was not okay fine i was very mad <laughs> I was very upset with her for a while
0: they like i love assisting my teachers yeah, like right. all the gossip and nominating exactly <laughs> they, they were my friends yo
1: I didn't, I didn't have a lot of like friends friends in middle school or mm-hmm. anything like that so it was like so i of course gravitated towards teachers yeah. and, like the person i would hang out with at brunch and lunch was my counselor isn't that so sad i think that
0: that's experience for a lot of queer kids shout out to all those teachers that okay. hang out with us,
1: that we literally
0: have with us talking yeah them. and they're like i just want to eat my lunch <laughs> literally. And they have two kids there hanging out with them i'm like oh my
1: god i know bless them though because they really are lifesavers man they really are um i don't know if i could afford other people the patience but they definitely <laughs> afforded me the patience um you're right though how sweet of them Um, Where was I? I I was like, I guess I'll do drama with all the gay kids. Oh. You know? and and, um, With all the F-words. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And um, I did it, and I completely fell in love. I did one Mm. semester. I regretfully only founded the last semester of middle school. But man, the teacher loved me, and I loved her, and I had so much fun doing the play that we got to do. And then I went into high school and I kept doing it there. And then in high school, we had a drama teacher who would bring in like guest directors from the community. Mm-hmm. And like, these were teachers that like some of them taught at like ACT in San Francisco and taught at Stanford in the theater department. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. like, these people knew what they were doing for the most part. So it was really cool as high schoolers to get to work with, um, you know, people of that caliber and people who would push you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, And I had a lot of them believe in me and, you know, tell me I should keep going. So I was like, sure, why not? So I decided to go to college for it. And then I went to UC Irvine and I studied there. Then I graduated.
0: The rest of my history.
1: Yep. I love it. And I
0: love it because when I see your perform, like, I can see that your acting translates into the mm.
1: performance. You're not just dancing like a lot of us do, <laughs> <laughs> including well, myself. No, no, no. And the dancing is awesome. I think people who can dance or, you know, even people who can't dance, I think they should dance. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think dancing is fucking fun. Why not? Um, but yeah, I do like, I like playing with the words and songs. I mm-hmm. think it's of fun. Like the meaning of yes. it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. so smart that she thought of that. It's like, you know, it's like, what, it, what What are they saying in the song? What do they want in this song? What do they, they mean behind yes. just these words? I'm yes, like, oh. Exactly.
0: I love it because I see,
1: like, that, you know, thought process behind it, behind your performance. Thank and I'm like, you. oh, that is brilliant. I think it honestly just comes from this, th- from the musical theater classes I took in, in college where they were like, you have to turn this song into a monologue. Oh. So I, which I, which, which you know, like, you're asking me to do the most awkward thing in the entire planet. How how painful, but it kind of really does teach you to like look at lyrics in a completely different way, as if you know it was you speaking them, and it's like oh, and in that in that ridiculous world of like I could never take it seriously, like I would always burst laughing in yeah. the middle of it because like. Like try saying my hump seriously over and over. My humps, my humps. my humps. my
0: lovely lady lumps
1: in the back and in the front. <laughs> <laughs> like, like why is it in the front? Yeah. What is lumpy? Oh, maybe she needs her boobs. Uh, maybe be... she needs to see a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like this thing, these things come up in a telephone to play with, and then you know when you're out there, and you know, Shania Twain says, "Yeah, I want to scream and shout." Maybe I'll scream and shout that, you know what I mean? It's like you find things that go, oh, I would have skimmed over that had I just been listening to the song, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean?
0: Nice. What is your process to, like, come up with a
1: new number? Do you, like, sit down and think about it or just come to you? Okay, so when I first started drag, I would, like, sit down and think about it. And Mm -hmm. it felt like every idea would come to me and it was brilliant. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, my God, I know what I'm going to do. I know what this in the mix should be. I know what this should be. And then it's like, lately I've been like struggling because I feel like I have like no inspiration for a lot of things and I have to work harder. I have to actively like, now I just have to wait for things to come to me. And then I'll drop, usually it's when I'm driving and listening to music and then I'll have to like, you know, illegally pull out my phone and pull out the notes app and write down what it is. I'll condone this. Okay. (laughs) Um, We're actually driving right now as we do this. Uh, (laughs) We're on the 405. (laughs) Um, But no, um, I I can't really sit down and and plan it out now. I have to wait for an idea to, you know, kind of strike me. And Mm -hmm. then I can sit down with that idea and it kind of just grows into something else. And if it does, and if it doesn't, sometimes it just stays what it was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
0: yeah it's just a lot of things that come to my mind and in the moment they seem like oh my gosh that's so good it's gonna be so funny and then when i'm kind of like listening to it again i'm like no maybe not yeah maybe it's like, not yeah, what i thought it was
1: completely or when right. i perform that i'm like oh, no this was not it <laughs> No. totally or when you go to make it and you're like this isn't sounding right mm. this isn't and then you're like playing with it and you're like maybe maybe this just isn't funny
0: (laughs) (laughs) or other songs or numbers that you like randomly do just because you feel like it and you're like oh my gosh this was everything okay i'm gonna make a
1: whole mix out of that one yeah yeah i started just like i was on this kick right after covid of just kind of taking artists that i fall in love with and just making like a a whole medley of them Mm -hmm. so i have a bunch of numbers like that that i really enjoy doing um but yeah, that was.
0: I love those from you because it's like, it's like
1: a little concert. Like it's like a little hits. concert, right? <laughs> and as a kid, I was always playing a little concert. Yeah, it so makes it sense. Like, it's a full circle. Now it's just <laughs> a, a lot less work because I don't have to sing. You know what uh. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, good for the audience in that case, too. <laughs> honestly, you're a good singer. Oh, you should you give, so give
0: yourself more credit.
1: Not after some wine, man.
0: Uh, true. Not after the tequila shots or okay. oh, the breakfast shots. Okay. Yeah. okay. I think that one of the things that I love that you've done is Miss Tracy Mills, which was <laughs> a, a character in a
1: play. Can you tell everybody that it's not familiar with her, what she is and like the play and all that? Yeah. So the play is the legend of Georgia McBride. And it's by this guy named Matthew Lopez who wrote the inheritance, which is the, which was the, I think the best Tony best play got the Tony for the best play like mm-hmm. last year or whatever year was up, but he's big on gay themes and the gay community. And, themes of family and stuff like that so um i was approached by a theater that i used to do theater at as a kid up in the bay area and they were like hey we're doing this play we want you to do it and i was like "Mm, no i'm okay i'm gonna like like, yeah i'm gonna stay down here and they were like we really think we want you to do it and i said i'm so sorry i'm not gonna do it and then the pandemic happened Mm -hmm. and then they reached out the end of the pandemic i think just last i think last fall and they were like it's (laughs) happening this winter we want you to do it and i was like Oh, oh, I was yeah. like, it's during the holidays, but you know it's slow drag season anyway, mm-hmm. so why not? You know, try it. So the play basically is this this Elvis impersonator who it works at this bar in Florida, and his show isn't doing well. It's not that he's bad, but the the show just doesn't attract a lot of people. Yeah. So the owner of the bar brings in his cousin and her friend, and that those two drag queens to start a drag show. Well, something happens where the Elvis impersonator ends up having to be put in drag and performing the show to save the show. And he kind of just discovers that it could be a job and he starts doing it. And it's all about his his navigating that as a straight person within this world and um, learning about drag and respecting drag. But also, you know, what what that means for his wife he has a kid mm-hmm. on the way and you know, all that stuff so it explores a lot of like the idea of what is art what is gender expression what is performance what is who you are you know and like how and honestly and all through this like kind of theme of family and finding your community mm-hmm. and what does your community look like you know what i mean yeah it's, and that elvis impersonator became metamorphosis. morphosis oh, oh my god yeah. <laughs> this story no all i'm right. just kidding. i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> No, that's beautiful and that's like you acted in drag right yeah it's miss tracy mills is one of the drag yeah, queens she is
1: the cousin of the bar owner so she's mm-hmm. kind of lead drag queen who ends up becoming the elvis impersonator's like mom like mm-hmm. drag mom you know what i mean yeah. and, like guiding him through it and teaching him everything and, um she's also kind of at her ropes end too because the character is actually written to be like a 50 year old 50 60 year old you know drag queen who's kind mm-hmm. of like at the end of her career and is you know is struggling to find a of job so there's like a there was an element of desperation with her that was kind of difficult to tap into because i'm not you know 50 or 60 <laughs> you know i have i have lots of years ahead of me I you're like I, although my I, knees feel like 50 okay, <laughs> okay okay drag destroys your body oh but, my God. Um, but yeah so she's a very interesting character she's also a lot of she's also fun and mm-hmm. harsh but also very warm and kind you know what
0: I mean? I feel like in that part, it does kind of like overlap with your personality oh, because you're very warm and kind, but you also say the things to the face. Yeah. <laughs> I love that of you because if I tell you an idea and it's not the tea, you'd be like, are you sure about this? Sis? Yeah. <laughs> and then we need more people like this. You're in the just like, you say it too nicely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but how was it combining acting and drag those like two passions for you?
1: Ah. Uh, I it was not as difficult as I thought it was going to be. Mm. I think because the way I approached doing drag was so similar yeah. that the way I got to approach this, it kind of felt like just a different, a different little muscle within the group working. You know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? No, yeah, it's like um, a, an extension of it. If you, make yeah, it. yeah, it was, it was a lot. What, what I really love about this show and what I really wanted to do was not make these drag queens or this drag queen at least feel like. The, the the generalized you know the stereotypical, stereotypical yes, Queen yes clowny mm. you know not real not not fleshed out type of human mm. you know what i mean this person has their own struggles this person you know is at their last you know is very desperate and needs a job or they can't you know or their career's over you know there's especially with how drag is and how a lot of us artists are is that we tie a lot of who we are to what we do. And if you don't have access to being able to do what you do, or you become quote unquote, like aged out of mm-hmm. it, that's, that's really hard to deal with. It you is, know what I mean, it's yeah. like losing a huge part of yourself and especially at such a vulnerable point in your life. I couldn't imagine, you know, I mean, I had to imagine being <laughs> in that, in that cir- circumstance, but it's, 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 it's really sad. It's really sad and hard. Yeah, so, oh, yes, I wanted her to feel more 3D, you know? Mm. She also, like, what also made her happy, you know? Yeah. Was, and, like, you know, the script did have its moments of, like, yes, mama type, you know, crap. But, like, at the same time, it was fun to get to play against those and not necessarily feed into those all Mm. the time, you know what I mean? Or when did a more, you know, assertive, real, you know, at what point do you see the person behind the makeup? Yeah. And that's really what I wanted to play with was, how do we find
0: that? No, that's true. So I feel like a lot of the drag queens that we see in media, it's like that one dimension yeah. of ourselves, right? Like the, hey, yes, mama, God, because I mean, it happens. It's in yeah. all of us. But we are also people, like you said, you know, right? and we also have struggles and we also have stuff. So I love that you incorporated like all those dimensions of the character and the, their persona in it. Yeah. I feel like that really helped, you know, like your background in TV the or like really showed up. Oh, completely. Thank God. Thank <laughs> <Yeah>. God. <laughs> Luckily. Thank God. How was it compared to, like, performing at a bar, you know, com- performing in a controlled situation or
1: scenario, if you may, where the you scenes, don't have, like, the energy of the audience? Yeah. The scenes didn't feel... The scenes felt like doing theater, which was fine. You know, that, that felt, felt less like doing drag than just doing a show, you know, doing a play. Yeah. Um, the numbers within the show, the drag numbers, were different, where the format's different so when they're in the audience i don't have the opportunity to intertwine between them Mm -hmm. or play with them as much i can if i do play with them i can only play with the first row and that was only up until you know the last weekend because before that we weren't allowed to touch the first row because you know COVID. yeah you know what i mean so it was like a lot of the stuff I had to, you know, just rely on performing and thank God we weren't doing like full five minute numbers. It was <laughs> like, you know, it was like a, a clip of the song because the, the point of the show wasn't here's a drag show. The point mm-hmm. of the show was here's a story about family and community. Mm-hmm. And know, drag I mean, happens to be there. And, and it happens to be told through a medium in which drag is present. So performing drag was different because I didn't get the interaction that I usually love about drag, mm-hmm. but it did teach me a lot about, the opportunity that exists within distance from them, you mm-hmm. know, what, 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 all my old tools are gone now. What do I do now to Yeah, You know what I mean? And that's where I really had to lean into, okay, what is this song saying? You know, what is happening in mm. this moment of the song? How can I dramatize this for them? That makes it interesting yeah. and large, but also fun and true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just kind of made me be more specific, which I think I really, I learned a lot from.
0: That's so cool. I love that experience. I wanted to go see you, but I mean, it was
1: in the middle of COVID. It's okay. You're not a true sister.
0: Oh my God. I'm fake. I know. (laughs) You're so fake. I'm like, I wanted (laughs) to go see you so bad. Like, (laughs) oh, now you did. (laughs) What happened back then? What were you doing? It was COVID. (laughs) What were you doing? (laughs) I love that you were also on HBO on two shows. Mm. I'm like, oh my God. When you first told me about this, I was so proud! I was, I was so shocked so. I was floored. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh, how did that audition process happen?" Because I know you have
1: an agent. Yeah. So I have an agent, and at that time I wasn't getting much, you know, TV film stuff from them. It was mostly theater, which is fine. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. I really enjoyed doing theater, but it was right as we were coming out of the pandemic. It was right as I started going. I think it was right before I came back out to doing like brunches and stuff again. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's kind of what pushed me back out, which was really nice. But. um <laughs> Um, yeah, I got an appointment for this show called, oh, for Gordita Chronicles was the first one that I auditioned for mm-hmm. and they were looking for a Gloria Estefan impersonator. And I remember thinking, I don't, I've never done Gloria on like that. I don't I don't
0: remotely look like yeah. Gloria Estefan. And I was
1: like, well, let's just try it. And so I was like, I'll try and give myself a little bit of a face like her. And I did a decent job. It was anything like, anything. Mm-hmm. no one was walking down the street going, oh my God, look at that Gloria on ah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I put together the tape and it was super easy and I sent it in and then I got another tape for um Generation Mm -hmm. and that one was a lot of fun to do it was like basically a scene in the bar and I put that tape together and sent that in and then I think like a couple weeks later I found out I got Generation and then a couple weeks later I was on set and I I met that's where I met Gigi Good. she was my co-star and we actually we just met and someone walks up to us and goes um oh by the way you guys have to switch parts because your outfit doesn't make look like you can go pee in it so you have to learn her lines and you have to do her lines and so like five minutes before we walked to set we were like going through the script learning each other's lines (laughs) not switching lines last minute I, i was like whoa okay um so it was like welcome to set first day okay and oh my god! To so run. the
0: lines that you said on the like the Pandora and all that was no, that... that
1: was originally me. That was oh, but it was just the, ones the, in the just bathroom. bathroom scene. Oh, yeah. okay, got it, got so it, got it. Got switched, it. Um, and I was like, I worked so hard on those. <laughs> like, I learned those, um, but it was fun. And we were there for we were on set for like a week, and then I left set and went home, and then I think I was on. I went on vacation to Joshua Tree. I think a week after that, mm-hmm. and then I got a call that I got gordita chronicles which is crazy because that was the first tape i made before took i even heard longer. about that yeah i made another tape did the job <laughs> and, and, went, on and, vacation. It, and <laughs> went on vacation and i was like oh okay and then i was in joshua tree you know on a zoom call with eva longoria and she was just going through what was going to happen and then the very next i think two days from then i was out in on the sony lot doing a makeup test and then the week after that i was up in van nuys at a high school Pretending pre- to
0: be glorious. <laughs> <at all. laughs> I love that. Spoiler alert for anybody that has not seen the pilot, but I love that any everybody on the scene, it's pre- it pretends that you look exactly, exactly. like Gloria They're like, like world? "Oh my god, that's her!" <laughs> like, I was like, "What?" <laughs> All right. Well, the check. Uh, that <laughs> was high camp, I but loved it was so fun.
1: It was, and I made some of the best friends on set that day, those two days, and everyone was super kind. And I got to go to the premiere of it, which was really cool. Um, it looked so much fun. It was so cool. It was so much fun. Did you feel intimidated auditioning, knowing that it's like a big deal? Okay, so auditioning used to be a lot scarier for me when it actually did happen in person, um, because I I just freak out when i'm in the room with people and it makes me more nervous that it's an audition you know what i mean if i'm in the room with people and i already know i have the job i, I freak out less yeah you know what i mean like i'm already there on set why not just fucking do it but for some reason like being in the room at an audition and having to say the line something like that like i'll start shaking it gets it's tripping um so the self-tapes give me more control you know if i fuck up I have another chance to do it because I'm sitting in the tape. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I get as many chances as I want, or I can watch and see what I like and what mm-hmm. I don't like. Um. So I was not very nervous. In fact, I thought those two tapes were so much fun.
0: Yeah. I didn't
1: even think I was going to get them. I for sure thought an actual Gloria Sefanon impersonator was, was going to get, get that, that job. Yeah. yeah, I was like, that's, it's not going to be me. Um, but what I did do, and I think this is part of what set me apart was that I took, because the, they only asked for a section of conga for mm-hmm. the audition, plus a little bit of a scene. Um And the scene was, like, a line or two. It wasn't a big deal. Um And then for conga, they only gave us, like, a section of the song. But I was like, well, I don't want to use just the track. I want to find it from a concert, and I want to find her saying mm-hmm. something before she does it. Yeah. So I found, you know, a clip of her talking before conga, and then I just edited it together and then did, like, a little spoken word yeah. part beforehand. And then you know, so I think that that kind of set me apart. So it wasn't just doing the kaga.
0: Yeah, maybe everyone else just did like a portion of the song.
1: That's it. Yeah, or, or like they just did the song yeah you know like I mean? they asked to yeah. yeah i was like i wanted to put some of Gloria's personality in there you know what does she talk about before she starts performing going yeah.
0: above and beyond i love okay, it Okay, but, but
1: honestly it, it just felt like fun to me yeah i wanted i wanted to feel interesting you added your me. personality yeah to it to the tape
0: and okay. I, I mean it showed through
1: thank god thank god <laughs> You're like, thank god <laughs> I
0: uh, sis i love that you're one of the most centered drag queens and human beings that i know oh. i i <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> literally literally every time that i'm about to make an irrational decision i think ww what would joe do i'm like i'm really good at doing it for other people <laughs> except myself <laughs> no every time i'm like Hush. i'm about to pose that nasty comment i'm like no. What would Joe do?
1: <laughs> yeah, well I'm I honestly like think about how crazy you look at other people. Yeah. When you watch other people's drama online, you're like, I mean, yes it's entertaining, but at the same time you're judging these people. Yes. You know what I mean? And then your opinion of them changes. I don't want to be that person. No, yeah. Unless I'm for sure in the right. But in the, that that case I'm gonna use tact about it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With the other person. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I'd rather go up to them and be like, This is the problem mm-hmm. than say it on the internet. For strangers. Yeah. Or just be like everybody else and Stuff it down, you know. Don't yeah. don't talk about it. I'm yeah. Kidding. Let's and move, really on. <laughs> move on. Move on. And
0: talk to a therapist or whatever, <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: or to your dog. Okay. I don't know.
1: Oh
0: okay. <laughs> uh, sis, I think we are getting to the end. But I wanted to ask you, what is maybe one of the biggest lessons you've learned about doing drag that you can share with everybody?
1: Oh, you'll find so much more success and happiness in just being yourself and finding what you like to do and capitalizing on that what what do you have the most fun doing you know what i mean because i don't know about you like one of my favorite things to do is watch people love what they do yeah you know what i mean like that's one of my favorite things about you know different drag queens like Nomi or selena's titties or you know Kyra jete is that they're all different and they all do what they do but they all love Doing what they do, and you can see that when they're performing. Yeah. you know what I mean. I love watching somebody have fun. So if I can have fun when I'm when I'm performing, if if they're open to it, they'll have fun too. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, that's so true because it's important to have fun. And a lot of queens like forget about it, especially if you've been like doing it for a while.
1: It's just maybe again like a yeah. job, you know? Yeah.
0: There's... But it's important to remember that like we love this, and why do you love this?
1: Yeah. The moment that that like you know that vacancy stare or veil. <sighs> when you're like doing a song comes over my eyes. It's like, why am I even doing this anymore then? Especially because it's such a saturated community. And there's a lot of people who are great in this community. Yeah. And There are a lot of people who aren't so great. You <laughs> yes. know what I mean? So there's room for people to move in. Yeah. you're not loving it.
0: Now, one time I was getting ready uh, with one queen who's been doing this for a while. And I was like, I always ask queens, like try to like make talk with them or like with whoever I'm performing with on the show. And I'm like, Oh, you know, what is like, what do you like the most about drag? I asked her, she was like literally nothing No, i'm just doing this for the money and i'm like that's kind of sad especially because i feel like for drag it's hard it's it's definitely hard to like put yourself out there your numbers make up the process everything is so hard that you really have to like like it you know to like stay in this industry and i'm like that's kind of sad why are you here like there's so many other things that you could be doing find something else. Yeah. There's so many other things. Or make room for somebody who wants to be
1: there. Exactly. You know, but it's like, I suppose they don't really owe anybody anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if that's there, what's, I think what's most sad about that is not necessarily about them taking up space in a community, um, but mo- mostly just for themselves. Yeah. That they're doing something that makes them so unhappy. And it's like, I feel just as bad for you as I feel for the person in the cubicle who hates their life.
0: Exactly. You know
1: what I mean? Unless you love a cubicle, you know that's sickening for you. A plus, yeah. love that. And there are people who do, but if you hate it, and it's like I feel bad for you. You know, do me something that you don't love doing. Yeah,
0: if life is too short to like be stuck to a cubicle or be stuck okay. to a wig. You okay. Know, okay. When
1: you. If you hate that wig, if you love that wig, honey, uh- <laughs> you, you can be stuck to that wig. All oh baby, oh you're loved. Oh,
0: Joe, this was amazing. I have a question for you. Oh, oh my goodness. The tables uh, have turned. I, okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. Oh, this my is God. Joe Lopez. This is the uh, takeover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to know why a podcast and what you're hope- hoping to accomplish with it.
0: That is such a good question. I want to spread love. I started TikTok and I was like, I didn't have like a direction. And then I started finding community there that Mm. like enjoyed my tips or enjoy, you know, sharing like little things and learning about drag. Then I'm like, okay, how can I even amplify this further? So I thought like, okay, given my possibilities, given my day job, given drag and everything, what is something that is reasonable for me to do that I can actually do and that can bring me this sense of like continuing building a community? And I feel like a podcast was the choice. It's It takes a lot of work, don't get yeah. me wrong. But it's not as much work as, you know, maybe filming a YouTube video. Mm. You know, the podcast that I listen to, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I cannot wait for them to release another episode. And I feel like they're my friends. Totally. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh my God. And I want to reach that sense of feeling, like the people that listen, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for Natasha, like, you know, to kiki. and feel like they're kicking here with us, mm. you know, and just kind of like listening to the conversation and just... Create sense of community that's what i want i want to reach with it
1: podcast what i will reach i'm putting it out there put in out the there. universe i think that's perfect i think that's wonderful thank you and i love your tiktok bitch there are things i learn on there. Oh, really like, oh my <laughs> God, that's so smart i'm gonna see that <laughs> hell yeah you can, i don't know how to use the tiktok i'm really bad at it but i know how to see your videos and that's thank all thank you
0: <laughs> oh my gosh it takes a while to get a hang of tiktok <laughs> oh i'm sure
1: i'm sure yeah. i mean instagram barely knows me so like <laughs> you know the reels on instagram are a lot more tailored to my taste than tiktok mm-hmm. tiktok things i i like pimple popping i really oh. don't i really don't no. i think it's so rancid
0: pimple popping, pimple popping. yeah like the oh, the yeah. pimples yes is that that is that what shows on your for you
1: page oh uh, my yes that is wild is that the main homepage. page yeah, yeah yeah when you whatever it is it's it should be banned like, that's, like, that's, like, pornography. But yeah. That's disgusting. Okay. <laughs> no, not pornography. <laughs> I'm
0: like, girl, don't lie. Don't lie to the audience. Yeah. I meant on my TikTok. On my uh, private browser, okay. it's different. Oh, okay. my gosh. <laughs> on the private. <laughs> I still go on private. I feel okay, guilty. Okay. I'm like, what if I die? I don't want to. I know. I'm the like, first thing. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> when they're going through your phone, imagine. Like, oh, poor Joe. Rest in. Peace. Whoa. 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 <laughs> Safari. Oh, my God. Need to get
1: one of those, like, lock apps on my phone
0: imagine oh my god that happened to people when they like before when there was uh no internet and they had like magazines or cassettes yeah. or whatever and they would clean their homes and they're like oh i guess they were a homosexual oh. <laughs> i've heard stories if that's how they came up that's crazy yeah we're lucky to be in making progress literally
1: okay or making it harder for people to find out yeah one but, or another or they can just be out. It's 2022. Yeah. It's
0: like, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. Be who you are. Completely. Oh my God. Um, Joe, where can people find you in social media?
1: Oh, um, I, I don't use the TikTok. As we can, I just learned. We, yes. we, you're not but here. I am on the Instagrams at just Joe Lopez, but it's like J-O, like Jack Off. Just, you know, just know, Jack no Off Lopez. Yes, yeah, just Jack Off Lopez. <laughs> 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 you can also find me on um, Pornhub under the same handle I'm like <laughs> i'm totally kidding I'm totally kidding but it. i know this
0: uh an audio means but joe is really sexy out of drag y'all can oh see it God. y'all cannot see it, Ew, but sis. it is. Ew. And i wouldn't do it because i'm past that okay.
1: <laughs> it's like you reach that level with your friends it's like oh yeah, no oh someone was asking me about my drag daughter yesterday they were like have you ever hooked up with her and i was like mm, no no, very handsome boy, but no, 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 no. It like that makes it's it's like oh no, that's like my brother. Exactly. You know what I mean? The same thing with Nomi. Like that's my brother. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't. Do no, that. it's I it's kind of nasty. It. People it's they think it's hot, and I'm like, They're They're like
0: nasty. no, no, and and I met I met Grant. I mean, he's very sexy, but I can tell that you know you would never do that.
1: No, no, no that's like that's like a son a daughter uh, literally I mean? it's like, like
0: yeah. literal family it's like chosen family okay like, you know i look up
1: at him I'm like you're so tall <laughs> I'm like wow you're like six seven <laughs> in drag too we were in the dressing room i was like you're a big bitch <laughs> which is usually something that big d says to me so like, <laughs> <laughs> i love big d oh big my d. gosh <laughs>
0: This has to come to an end. But again, Aww. thank you so much for doing this with of me. I course. appreciate it. This was so much fun.
1: Thank you for letting me be your first guest. Are you kidding me? Girl,
0: I wouldn't have anybody else.
1: Oh, you this wouldn't let anyone perfect. else pop your cherry? No. I'm telling Luis. Ah, oh my God, this turned
0: <laughs> dark very, very, <laughs> very, very, quick.
1: Very nice. All right.
0: Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to 100 Steps to Drag. If you like my podcast, please leave me a review. If you didn't like it, um, you can keep that for yourself. I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye!